Hey everybody, spicy show this morning. We start off talking about the areas of the NFT market that have that have volume, specifically the Ledger NFT project is definitely pumping. Me, Kicks, and Node are all in that trade. Other than that, we talk about what's going on this week in the world uh, from like a macro perspective. We got the Fed meeting, we've got earnings for uh, Facebook and Amazon, and we also have the GDP report. So all those things are going to inform what happens in the crypto markets, expecting some volatility in either direction. And last but not least, we get a little spicy at the end, talking about the Alec Monopoly Rags to Riches project. Um, I give my take, uh, and it's a bearish one. Nick gives me a little bit of a counter position. We go back and forth a little bit. It's a spicy one. Very, very interesting in my opinion. As usual, our content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on the FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tuesday. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., where we talk all things NFT market and the stories of the NFT space. We talk about which projects are making it, which projects are faking it, and everything in between. I'm P.O. here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, Signal Easy Eats Bodega. We're missing Captain Kicks this morning. He will be definitely be missed. Uh, we also got Spencer, Quad, and Sam Pot on stage. So this is a banging show waiting to happen here. Shout out to our sponsors, FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. Spend over 200 bucks there and you get a $20 bonus injected into your FTX account. We got a lot to talk about today. There's a couple of greatest hits that the Nifty Discord has been all over, and I'm actually in one, so I'm extra pumped up today. Uh, but Nifty Nick, what is going on? You have way higher energy than me this morning. Uh, I had. Did you hear there was construction last night? Were, were you hearing that? No, no. You you actually can't hear anything from my apartment. It's really, really perfectly quiet. Um. Okay. Well, uh, I woke up at 4 a.m. to that, and uh, yeah, just really messed me up. I had, um, I was talking to myself. I was reflecting on trades. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, what is going on? I was like delirious completely. I was like, what's go? I don't even know what's happening. What's going on in the market. Uh, let me check trading view. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds healthy. It's, it's not. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's what's going on with me. Okay, so and uh, and I'm I'm not in this ledger thing, dude. I, buying anything in this like what's hilarious is you buy ledger may go up in ETH, but by the time you sell it for one ETH, ETH is going to be half price. So that's <laughs> that's what you're you're dealing with at this point. Well, I mean, actually, I'm seeing some posts that people feel that uh, we're either bottoming or we've bottomed, and uh, there could be a little bit of a run on that Ethereum thing. Who who, who said that? <laughs> well, I, I saw some people saying it. Some people were saying it. Well, I don't know because uh, the charts would say different. People end up talking about where the bottom is, where the top is, though we know um, what that is. Right now, it doesn't look like a bottom. I'm going to tell you that much. Okay, well, you heard from Nifty Nick what he's thinking. We will dive into the macro or, or just, I should say, the technicals later in the show for sure, and we will discuss it in depth. Uh, and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining, this is an NFT market and trade discussion show. Again, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. We do this easy. How you doing this morning? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired, but good. Um, P.O., I want to talk to the people that are telling you that we found the bottom because the <laughs> only person I believe is the witch, and she says we bleed a lot more. That is true. She, she just did keeps go making shit up. We were listening to what happened to waiting until the 28th. Huh? We're still waiting, and we can well, still bleed. It's been going down uh, since, you know, the 24th or the 20, yeah, the 24th. We went up to the top, and now it's just been straight down. So, like, what happened to front running that? I guess everyone was watching her. The Twitter moon account. shifted a little bit, a little bit more aggressively this cycle. So the Got rotation it. of the moon led to that. So Jupiter uh, again entered Uranus and uh, <laughs> messed up the charts. This it just keeps happening, and I, I I don't understand how the planets keep operating in that way. But he, here it is. Astrology uh, is a very, very sophisticated craft, Nick, and I feel like you're not fully grasping it, and that's why you're not effectively trading these markets. Uh, you may be right. I was looking at this morning. Uh, I, well, I'll get to it another time, but uh, let me just say, where are, you, are you familiar with Miss Cleo? <laughs> yes, I am, sir. Yeah, I am. Okay, so that was the... Uh, uh, the inspiration? Well, for what? No, no, no. I was just, I, I went and looked it up this morning because I was thinking about Miss Cleo and she is hilarious. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I didn't even remember the extent to which Miss Cleo was operating, but uh, she was like, yeah, you getting uh, the 2 a.m. booty calls. You need to, <laughs> you need to stop accepting that. <laughs> You're like, what? She's looking out for you, man. She's like, look, you're you're indulging in the 2 a.m. booty call, but you need to find something much deeper than that. I feel like Miss Cleo, I, maybe we can get Miss Cleo as a guest on the show and she can help us, uh, you know, maneuver in these markets. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, that that makes sense. Well, we're going to need to get an NFT Nick Cleo uh, performance at some point, but I know you've been up since 4 a.m., buddy, so I'm not going to put pressure uh, on you to do it today. Uh, before I throw the signal, looks like Spencer wants to get in the mix early. He's back from his uh, fencing photography vacation slash, you know, 12-hour-a-day work engagement. Uh, what's going on, Spencer? Welcome back. Excited to be back, guys. I miss I missed all you and DJs in the morning. Um, I I was just gonna weigh in too on like I think we're in for a kind of super volatile week, right? Like we've got Fed meeting, we've got like potentially officially us being in a recession, and so like yeah, I think that we have not seen the bottom. I also don't think we've seen the top because volatility um, really implies like movement in both directions. So um, I think just buckle your seat belts for this week because we're going to see crazy, crazy swings in both directions throughout the week because there's a lot of big news events happening that are just going to affect macros. And like, it, it, it's not clear to me that um, it's obvious ETH should go in one direction or the other. I think it's very likely that we are officially in a recession, but we all kind of knew that anyway at the end of this week. And so the question for me is how much of that is priced in versus how much of that is going to be unexpected or, or cause uh, additional volatility. There's also like an outside chance that there isn't negative GDP growth and then we're not in a recession. And then that has, I think, a really high upside outcome. Um, and so we'll just have to like wait and see how this all plays out. But this week should be a, a pretty big roller coaster. Yeah, well, it, it basically all depends on uh, one 69-year-old gentleman. Can't Buckle make the seatbelt. 
Buckle on, because it's getting bumpy. <laughs> Can't make that up. One 69-year-old gentleman is going to either bring us to the promised land or deal Max Payne. Uh, so I believe we're here from, hearing from him today and tomorrow. So that should be uh, that should be fun. Um, but we're definitely going to dive into what Spencer's talking about later in the show. Uh, Signal, how's it going? Are you are you sweating over there? What's the situation in Europe weather-wise? Weather-wise, it sucks over here. I can tell you that. It's like peak <laughs> July and all I'm looking at is clouds and rain. Um, but I always find it quite funny when, because I do uh, morning sessions at the gym as well. And then sometimes I'll see Nick's tweets go past, but I'm at the gym at six o'clock, like 6, 7 a.m., and then he's tweeting, and sometimes I just want to tweet at him and be like, go back to sleep. Go to sleep, <laughs> you psychopath. <laughs> go I to sleep. Go to sleep and stop trading the markets 24-7. Um, but I'm in the middle of my burpee, so I don't do it. Um, no, over <laughs> here, uh, no, over here, it's interesting, you know, like just doing the rounds on the Discord. Sentiment is definitely down. Um in terms of people's confidence look a little bit shaky. Um, just participants are not looking so sort of like, oh, you know, we're going to make it. It's more like uh, guys, um, which is a very interesting time because, you know, people ask for these assets to be priced off. I want to pick up a dog at, you know, 3 ETH, 4 ETH, or I want an ape at 10 ETH or whatever. But you have to think if you want those prices, what's happened to the markets globally for those prices to adjust so rapidly and the situation is probably going to be quite terrible. And are you going to be willing to put, you know, deploy capital in those, uh, you know, in those markets, in that sentiment when everyone around you is telling you uh, we're going to Goblin Town? So it's an interesting time. This is a, a little bit sort of where it shakes out, you know, shakes out the weaker hands. Uh, so let's see what happens. I can dive into the weather and tell you what's happening on Tuesday, the 26th of July. Open sea volume. Well, just just yeah. just one Ooh, second, sorry. Say before yeah. we go. Wow, <laughs> before we she go, she was in. ready to go, and Pia's just stopping I, it. Well, Put well, the brakes. This is she's a bumpy ride. Ready. We already yeah. said it's a bumpy ride, and there it is. Yeah, the she's brakes always got ready. Slammed. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you know uh, bring your star player you know reel them in a little bit because their adrenaline's pumping. They're ready to take over the game. Um, what I was gonna say is I agree with you, Sig, uh, and it's so hard to figure out where we're at. And if you look at like the chart from previous crypto cycles, and you just imagine you know the day by day going through it. It's just gnarly. And it's like you just have no idea whether you've already seen bottom, whether you're going to the bottom, whether there's going to be a little relief rally. It's crazy. So we'll definitely dive into that. I also want to ask, I mean, it's July 26 signal. Uh, in my previous experience working with folks uh, from across the pond, the whole month of August is holiday month. Are we going to lose you for the whole month of August signal? Is that how it's going to work? You're going to be in Mallorca or whatever? You're not going to lose me, but you're going to lose me. <laughs> you're not going to lose me. What? Actually, so actually, what's interesting is the like the like the British don't actually take August off. Like they'll they'll take like one or two weeks holiday. But the Europeans, like the French, the Spanish, especially sort of the hotter climate countries, they disappear. Like you go to your local favorite restaurant and, you know, you have your friend in town and it's like, hey, let's go to this amazing restaurant that I know. You get there and it's like closed from the 31st of July until the 1st of September. Like people are gone. So um, you're not going to lose me. You might lose me to a beach. So you'll just hear the sounds of the waves, children laughing. 
as you hear the ice cream man go by. That's <laughs> going to happen in August. But uh, no, I will be uh, live from the beaches reporting the weather of what's happening at NFTs for the whole of August. Fantastic. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and I won't hold you back anymore, Signal. I'm going to let you fully spread your wings. Uh, hit us with the weather report, please. So Tuesday, the 26th of July, that overnight volume has come in at 18 million. So we're back down into sort of these mid-teens. On to the leaders. The standout numbers here are apes are 86, mutants are at 15, moonbirds are at 19, and clonex at 8.8. Punks are still resilient at 72 and Doodles are hovering at 10 ETH. Overnight, we have the Ledger Genesis collection leading OpenSea ranks. That collection traded over 1,000 ETH. The Mint closes today at 12 p.m. Eastern and has a floor price of 0.55. Mooncat sold out and the founder doxed himself as James Sielzuk, I believe is his name is pronounced. He's a 21-year-old NFT degen who's been in the space for about a year. The collection has traded over 700 ETH in 24 hours and has a floor price of 0.11. Goblin Town announced it's, it has a baiting mechanic coming up on Friday. Holders are going to need a Goblin Town and a Magoblin to participate. The floor on Goblins is 2.6 ETH and the Magoblin is 1.4. It'll be interesting to see who uh, who participates in that and what they get. And lastly, Memeland, the creator of the Potatoes, announced Adrian Chung as a new advisor to their project. Chung is the CEO of a large Hong Kong real estate firm and a big investor in sandbox artifacts and consensus the, the company behind metamask and the floor on potatoes is holding at 0.72 eth on to crypto we're seeing btc at 21k eth at 1392 so eth is down around eight percent Overall, following the weekend and macro news, we've heard from Spencer, we knew this week was going to be uh, a sell-off. The leaders and all the blue chips are experiencing some turbulence. Notably, it's not one of the collections, but all of the collections pulling back. So it looks like we're in for another washout. So now the 24-hour forecast is heavy showers, and it's back to you folks. Fantastic weather report signal as usual. Seeing some action on the lower end of the NFT market uh, for the first time in a little bit. Seems like the projects that are being discussed in the Discord, and we're going to throw to Sam Pot later in the show to kind of discuss this. Um, you know, our ledger, which is the trade that I'm in that I got into this morning. I know Node is in that trade, and so is in Kicks. And then also the slots. So we talked about the slots a little bit, but the slots have definitely been getting some action casual slots official it's a 0.1 ethereum floor price right now uh almost 50 percent ownership volume not as steady as it was yesterday and then these moon cats the the project that uh signal just talked about is the number two overall project for 24 hour volume on OpenSea with some pretty consistent volume seeing some floor sweeps seeing uh some relative again relatively consistent volume at that point one point one eth range the ledger trade just to walk people why i got into it and i will be exiting so i don't want people to think that like you know this is something that i'm holding forever right um but uh, i I'm looking at the trade, and the reason I got in is because the unique ownership is very similar to where Premint was when Premint first came out. There's 8,200 minted right now. There will be 10,000, so we're not fully minted out. It's still on allow list mint, and then it's going to wait list. 
and there's 6,800 owners. So very, very, very high unique ownership, just like Premit. Uh, and then it's a reputable crypto brand. It's actually more reputable than Premit was to the broader crypto uh, market. But obviously, Premit was very reputable for just NFTs. Um, and then this, the volume is just really, really, really strong. Like if you look at it, there's sell walls uh, up to 0.63. And then after 0.63, the floor is very thin. I bought it at 0.47. Looks like we're hanging out right now at 0.57. So, you know, up on the trade, but we do have the rest of them that are going to min out, I believe, uh, towards noon today. So that's where you might see a pullback. That might be a good entry point. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I'd just sell it. <laughs> sell it like, here at 0.57 for like 100 bucks yeah get the hell out well uh for, you're talking about your gain uh, i don't know about your gain. well 0.57 is 791 dollars according to uh, uh, i mean the gain yeah, yeah but um <clears throat> i i mean i don't trust anything in this market and i don't understand why we're comparing this to pre-mint other than it being a mint pass there's a mil there's a million of these um so yeah i just don't understand what like Maybe you end up getting like an artist airdrop or something like that is what it seems like maybe the, the upside here. Uh, it also said access to unique um, ledgers. I mean, we've discussed it so much. I feel like this is like a, th th this approach, if anything, is really effective for nothing other than just marketing. Drop an NFT, get people to talk about it. Now you got people discussing your brand. Uh, that's probably cheap. And with this uh, particular NFT... And the format of it, I mean, this is something that could have been done in a couple of days and uh, you get more marketing than it would have cost to hire a PR firm. So uh, I like this approach. I'm very effective for them. Um, not going to be as effective for the uh, holders, in my opinion. So that's where I'm at on this. All right. We'll see if it's Nick's opinion or if it's more in the direction of well, the it, it was, pass. It was my opinion. Uh, uh, the results, the, I meant. If the results are your opinion or more in the direction of premium pass, uh, and it remains to be seen, we will figure it out. I like uh, Nick's Nick's take. We got Eric Ebron on stage with his hand raised. Pro Bowl NFL tight end, uh, and in my opinion, from what I've seen, the most active uh, notable professional athlete in the NFT space. There are many other professional athletes in the NFT space, but none that are in the weeds the way that I see Eric uh, is in the weeds. What's going on, Amigo? Family, what's going on? I just I just had a workout with the uh, Giants yesterday, so I might be a neighbor pretty soon. Um, oh shit! Yeah, that was it was pretty cool. Um, I was coming up here to talk about my beloved Chimpers, and I have to because today's the opening of the dojo, and I need the FOMO, you know. So I came up here to highlight y'all, tell y'all that temp dojo is opening today. Make sure y'all go get you a Chimper while the price is low. And I just wanted to throw that in a signals weather report. So. Did, 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 you buy, <laughs> did you buy those at a high price or a low price? I, honestly, I bought them during the first dip where the tempers were like, uh, well, I minted one. I minted a laser twinkle eye one, which is like one of 10. So once I minted that, I was like, oh, shit, this might be my project to actually like go all in on because I finally did something good in the Web3 space. I minted a good one. So then... The price dropped, and they were sitting at like four ETH. Then they went to three. Then they went to two. Then they went to one. I went ham. They went like one point two ETH. I scraped up like fifteen tempers. I'm sitting on twenty four of them. So I want everybody to uh, pump my bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the transparency on that. 
Oh, go, sorry, Nate. I mean, to, I mean to cut you off. <laughs> cut who off? Oh, you, but n- n- never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, look, for people that don't know, this Chimpers project is by Timpers. I remember Signal brought it up really early. People that got in early on this, it was a slam dunk because it's an ETH and a half floor. And yeah, it sounds like there's a news event. Uh, I see that there was a big floor sweep four hours. Is that you, Eric? Is this is the floor sweep um, you? No, I just I just got off the phone with my financial advisor. He said, I can't believe you. I just I just made a big purchase. So I'm, I'm on my way, but not right now. It's too early. <laughs> So still got to wait for that big transaction to go through. It takes a little time. <laughs> One question, uh, Eric, before we move on, what's the biggest like win that you've had with an NFT trade? Was it on Ethereum? Was it on Solana? Cause I know you're really active on Solana. Yeah. Um, uh, easy. Uh, Solana. We got to talk, buddy. I got to, I got to come back in one of those spaces. I've been getting, uh, I can't use that word, but I've been getting screwed. Uh, love you though. Um, uh, <laughs> But my biggest trade probably came from ETH, man. I traded my Mutinate for like with uh, Artifact for four chimpers and uh, four ebooks. And it was a really, really rare chimper that I wanted. Um, it was like a solar beam one. There's only three of them. And I finally got one. So, yeah, that was probably my biggest trade. So you traded a Mutinate for the chimpers? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how that's how all I'm I, all in I am on these chimpers. So, yeah, I did. I can always come back to a Mutinate, but... I didn't think I was going to have another chance at that 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 uh, Sunbeam Chimper. Okay. All right. Well, I, I definitely hope the Chimper's trade works out for you then because the Mutant Ape's a big thing to trade. Signal, you raise your hand. What's going on? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, no, it was Meeson Harriman who gave Chimpers to everybody at point fifteen. Right. I bought one, sold out. But I was going to ask Ebron, what happens in this dojo? Because I know they were, it, like, it, it's, it's quite a big thing um, as a next milestone in the project. What happens with the Chimpers once you put them in the dojo? So, uh, man, great question. And we're, we're all trying to figure that out, too. Um, I'm not sorry if you guys hear some construction. I don't know what they're doing in my house. I just live here. My wife does um, other shit. So um, I, um, I don't know. We've been, um, we've been trying to figure that out ourselves. But we believe that, okay, so today is about staking your chimpers. And once they stake, you cannot sell them. Um, there's levels. That he, uh, someone wrote a really, really sick medium about um, what it will all entail. I believe Insight did that. And it's uh, a leveling system based on like going through the dojo of any karate class, anything. So you start off with the white belt, blue belt, uh, evolve to black belt. I think the furthest is diamond. And um, I believe the staking is going to be a part of his uh, T-Back series too, which um, I also believe he'll throw some T-Back series one items in there because they're just that rare and exclusive. But as far as we know, we're all still kind of in the dark, but he leaves us so many, him and Sir Joey leaves us so many tidbits, so many cool little um, messages within our. Uh, rugged. Yeah, yeah. Rugged. The, you got the, rugged the, con- a little the construction bit. team the con- came through and they were like, <laughs> they were like, we don't give a fuck that you're in this room. We're knocking it down. We don't care who you are, even if you're a professional football player. Yeah, but, but thanks for joining, <laughs> Eric. And, and obviously, just called me. I'm no, sorry. You- that might have been the Giants trying to tell me they're going to pay me $20 million, hopefully. But no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you that them? probably is it. That's a lot. Of I know Russell, Russell Okun. Didn't Russell Okun get uh, paid in all Bitcoin? Can you ask the Giants to just pay you in soul? No, 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 <laughs> no because then I wouldn't really be getting paid. I'd be working for free. So no. Um, <laughs> I, I, Shots fired at Easy's <laughs> ecosystem right there. But yeah, man, I'm all in on the chat. Uh, er- I just wanted to throw that out there because I love you guys. I'm here for you guys. And yeah. 
just wanted to shout out a project that I don't, you know, I'm just a part of. Appreciate it, man. Well, you're, you're welcome to come by anytime to discuss the uh, the general market for sure. Um, that was a little bit of an uh, excessive, you know, pitch for chippers. Right there. I'm just saying. <laughs> like... I'm just kind of saying, Eric. But... <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I tried to mutinate for it. I pumped my back. Thank you. <laughs> All good, man. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, you know, moving on, uh, Nick, if we do want to, like, go into the technicals a little bit, just because I do think that it's relevant and it informs. Uh, yeah, man, let me give you an analysis of this real quick. So what I'm calling here is down. So uh, a lot of things we're looking at here just down. So when you're looking at a chart, uh, oftentimes you see it go up. Other times it goes down. Right now it's in the direction of down. So my target uh, price that I would have on ETH here. Is 1250 uh, unless it breaks above 1429, which is what you're, you'd be praying for. You're hoping for it to go above 1429, but uh, like what, apparently we call her a witch. I, that feels insulting. I don't think she's a witch, but uh, Marin uh, says it's dumping on the 28th. And if she says that's happening, I guess, you know, that's like the hand of God waving over the market and just saying, there, there's what happened. So um, uh, appreciate her insight. So if I'm going to bet on it, I guess I'm going to bet down at the moment. What we're, uh, it seems like uh, it, this has been one of the most challenging markets to trade, period. I posted something yesterday of this 15-minute candle where it just went straight up, and then it turned around and went straight down, and uh, it was entertaining to see. It was the exact same yesterday as the one that I had traded the day before, where literally buy-in, it goes way up and then just completely capitulates on the opposite side. So I like I've never bought a top so effectively, but that's probably the, the best top that I've ever bought in my life. Like when you just and, look at that candle, like literally. I mean, I I, I just couldn't have per like better timed the top. Now, fortunately, I like exited out of there uh, pretty quickly I, in a matter of minutes, um, but. Uh, we're in this like similar uh, position, we, you know, ETH was leading the way and and uh, Bitcoin has just not been in a positive position. It didn't it didn't hold uh, any sort of support on the levels that we were looking at uh, before. I was looking at 23K um, and did. Uh, yeah, it just went up and uh, basically just got rejected um, or it tested twice, got rejected. If it were to make it over those levels, if ETH was going to go back over um, the 1429 level that I have drawn out, then maybe then you'd have a chance um, of this rallying. And I think right now we're just on standby to see how the uh, broader market um, behaves based on uh, any sort of announcement. So, I mean, yeah, I, I hate like that's not even technical analysis that's just saying it's yeah. it's it's waiting on other things to occur um and i just don't have a trade uh i realized that the other day when i got that text message from nick and he's like and i'm like you bought okay i'm buying in literally, <laughs> uh, literally at the top that was not uh the right move um i haven't had a setup so there's no setup here uh i'm not trading uh, yesterday, some people in our Discord decided to go long on uh, Bitcoin. I I did not have the setup, so I did not uh, follow suit. I'm still in no man's land at this point. I'd see ETH. Oh, sorry, Bitcoin down at um maybe nineteen uh nineteen point nine uh, k, and I'd be targeting uh, ETH just at this moment back down to uh, twelve fifty 
um, would be my next stop. Unless somehow something turns around and we get this, um, we get a rally in the broader market. That's, that would be my uh, move at the moment. There's not a lot of um, momentum. I also would imagine, and this is not a technical thing, but um, the crypto punks are now below 100K again. We're down towards uh, 90. Um, we got apes dropping in price. So uh, punks are at 96 is the floor there. And um, I, I said before, I'd expected that to drop. We may just be in that um, continued uh, sell-off. And that's why I think buying into a lot of these different things is quite difficult at this moment in time. Uh, and I'm sort of like, I anticipated that there's going to be a piece of me that regrets um, having uh, you know, bought a punk at that point only because I, I do strongly feel that we haven't um, seen the bottom. One thing that's been quite impressive, though, although uh, I said it hadn't pulled back, now it has pulled back, but I think that's just strictly a result of ETH, was the currency was standing very strong after the uh, claim window ended for getting the physical. And that was something that I was quite, su quite surprised by. Um, we're down to... The last sales at 8k so we're off of the 10k uh, uh sale it's i see sales as low as 7100 but it's much stronger than uh, i anticipated on an eth basis i think they were selling at like six 6.5 um and now it's come down just a little i'm impressed the, dead, the deadline's but, tomorrow yeah the there's deadline's still a day left is still one day left oh really what, what do you think of that nick Okay, well, I guess I'm getting wrecked then. <laughs> People are paper-handing, it sounds like. People are like, oh, the deadline's tomorrow, but the amount of liquidity... You mean this isn't the same as selling... I thought like it was Saturday. Yeah. This is what people realize is like, oh, you mean selling this digital piece of art isn't the same as just like pressing the sell button on Amazon stock, right? Like that instant liquidity comes into play in times like this. Uh, Nick, anything to add before I throw to Spencer? Um, no. Spencer. Yeah, so I, I maybe want to offer a little counterpoint to doom and gloom and just like, what's the schedule for the week? So the schedule for the week is that Wednesday is the Fed decision. Um, you've got the you know expected increase in, in interest rates. Thursday is when the US GDP numbers print. Um, so there's some chance that US is in a recession. So a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. We already had one. This would be the second. Um, and then Thursday is Apple and Amazon earnings calls. So like this is what the volatility for the week is. I think, though, it's really important to, to understand what these outcomes mean for the market. So a recession is like not necessarily bad because the thing that we're really looking for here is a time horizon under which we can see Fed rate decrease. And that happens more likely if we are in a recession, is my view. Right. So um but real quick, I'm, Spencer, are we not already in a technical recession meeting, meaning two quarters in a row? No, you'll find out this no. week, but it's this probably, is, probably, probably like, yes. Almost certainly we are, but not officially, right? So the, 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 the official number is this Thursday. And like one of the reasons I say almost certainly is if, actually if you look on the White House website, there is a section on recessions now, which claims that two quarters of negative GDP growth is not defining a recession. Right. Which makes me think that, that yeah. we are going to have two negative quarters of GDP growth, right? Because right. why would you front run that information with that claim unless you were going to have it? Um, and so something that I'm looking for is sometimes when this kind of news happens, you'll see, it, like, okay, announce that we're in a recession. 
you'll see an immediate sell-off and then bounce really hard off of that sell-off within the next like 12 to 24 hours. And so a lot of it is retail dumping. And then you see the big hedge funds or whatever go buy that up because they understand the longer game here and what that means. So when I say a lot of volatility here, there are moments if you like, what I have set my alerts for is anytime something dumps like 10% on news, that's where I'm looking to buy because I think things will overcorrect in the wrong direction initially for very short periods of time and then go the opposite direction. I think what I've seen at least with ETH is that the thing that is bad for ETH is uncertainty. And so regardless of what the actual news is, once the news is known, and I think this is actually what we saw a lot last week was these outcomes are kind of now, like people were, okay, we're definitely gonna do the negative GDP growth. We're definitely, like we know what the basis points moves are. There was less uncertainty and that's where we saw that big rally, right? So I think that we actually might be poised for a big rally after this as well, because regardless of what the outcomes of any of these news events are, them having happened means that we have less uncertainty. So that's what I'm looking to trade on this week. I think I think that's really good perspective, Spencer. And and yeah, like what you said there about like when when things go down by more than ten percent, I like it because not everybody's technical like Nick and Kicks and Easy, where they can play like the candles the way that they do and these like super short term trades. N- no one can buy the top the way that I do and just lose thousands of dollars. That's the type of shit that people aspire to. So you got to remember <laughs> when you're thinking about trading, you want to follow suit alongside me and lose money. Yeah, I mean, look, but but at the same time, that's also how you're able to make big trades with a 24-hour time horizon, right? But like for me, just because I have the deep conviction, you know, everyone knows specifically in Bitcoin is like my thing, right? Uh, when you have those those days, those massive corrections where you hear on the news, like the the big story was like uh, Bitcoin had its worst quarter in nine years. I think was was the story of the past couple months. Is like that was the headline on CNBC, and that was when Bitcoin went down to like nine. 19k and was hovering between 19 and 21. So I just like excessively bought during that period. If it did end up going lower to like 16 or to 12, then I just frame it as okay, I'm accumulating more Bitcoin and I'm waiting, you know, for the long term, right? But then it ended up pumping to like 23, 24k, right? And so I had accumulated, I think. 0.25 bitcoins in that couple of week period uh, between 19 and 21. And I was like, all right, well, I just moved to New York. Uh, I, I'll take a little cash. I just sold it at like 23K or 24K, made a couple thousand bucks. And so it's like, all right, cool. And then now we're going back down. That You can play the volatility like that if you don't want to be glued to the charts and you know rolling over in bed like Nick does um, you know, doing the trading. Quickly, before I throw it to Jay Webb, we, I was uh, having brunch with Nick and, uh, and his sister, and he was telling us, about this, like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to trade. And his sister goes, do you sleep with the, the phone in your room? And Nick goes, no, no, like, absolutely not. I don't sleep with the phone in my room. He's like, I got an iPad. Do, do we need bed. to? Okay. <laughs> All right. Do we need to? You got a bigger phone. You okay. got the biggest. You got like a nine inch phone. Thanks, thanks, thanks for putting my stuff out there. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, that's not that bad. It's kind of uh j webb uh has his hand raised he's got a crypto punk over here that's a real crypto punk right j webb j webb yes it is yeah it's a real crypto punk very Um, cool i'm gonna throw it back to the doom and gloom for just a second here so i think one you know you referenced po seeing some tweets that people are more optimistic and i think i saw the same ones talking about how the macro isn't as bad as it was back in june And when I see that, I kind of question the perspective that person has on like who they're interacting with, because 
you know, there's a lot of people who are really hurting in a big way financially. And we started to see that yesterday on the financials of Walmart coming out and how down they are. And they're, you know, a ton of inventory, they're cutting back. And I think we're going to continue to see more earnings reports come out that reflect that through all different you know, parts of the economy. So I'm, you know, I think that we're still a long ways to go and we may not see that on Amazon's report this quarter, but I think some of these other big companies, you know, their Q3 and Q4 results are going to continue to be pretty rough. And I think that this, you know, bounce that we might get, we may, you know, see some upward movement, but I think we're still in for a extended period of down. Well, I mean, that would make sense because we had an extended period of up. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that was a lot of up. <laughs> um, anything else to add, J Web, before I throw to blockchain buster? No, that was just it. Just, you know, keeping we get locked into this echo chamber of NFTs and crypto. And I think we need to, you know, it can help you as a, a trader to look through other people's vantage points of the economy and how it's affecting them. Absolutely. I have a question for you, J Web, uh, quickly. There's a thesis that has been presented to me by a couple of people, which is when we get to the point where we're either like, you know, no more big moves to the downside, right? We're chopping. Even if it's a low level, like we're at low levels when we're chopping, we're chopping. Do you buy into the thesis that people will shift their attention to NFTs during that period because it's actually the most effective way to accumulate ETH during that because maybe the, the volatility on ETH isn't as robust as it is now? Do you buy into that? Um, yes and no. I think we've seen, you know, it's been an interesting couple of months where, you know, you guys talked about it yesterday. I believe Kix mentioned it like the – ETH volume traded is down, even though ETH is up. And I think if we do take another steep leg down, it's going to shake so many. Like, I think people's confidence is already shaken and kind of recovering a bit. But I think if we take another steep drop and we go to the 12 or 1100, that could shake people enough to where they may just like hold on to their ETH or just move it to USDC. And we could see, you know, trading volume on OpenSea in the single millions in a day. Okay. All right. Good perspective. I just wanted to, you know, get your take on that. Blockchain Buster, you are addicted to popcorn, crypto, and NFTs. You've been on the show many times. You got a moonbird. What's going on? Hey, Theo. Uh, I thought a little room reset from all the doom and gloom, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Goblin Town after Signal's little update there. Um, just wanted to touch on the burgers and definitely looking to get a few people's opinions on how they think that went of what that release went because personally I, I think it was genius like the way they've been able to offer everybody who holds the goblin a 10,000 piece collection again whilst also reducing the supply because I don't know if uh, I might just do a quick summary on how these burgers work um, so uh, realistically there's free to four different ways if you've got a one of one piece then you can use that to set a trap but otherwise you can use one two or three burgers no one quite knows what those burgers are going to do yet but obviously if people do choose to go for the free burgers because the version is you know is that an empty mutant vial a similar sort of thing there then there's going to be less than ten thousand when when it all comes down to to shake out all those burgers um i think that's genius i i think that you know that's just a really unique way. I think other teams are going to look at that and probably adapt it. And uh, we're definitely going to see another sort of free mint trend where people look at their secondary collection as the more rare collection, whilst the first collection being the sort of mechanic driven collection where everything really stems back to them. You know, the goblins have to set a trap. So you can't set a trap with just your burger. You need a goblin and whatever comes next, you're going to need a goblin. 
Um, but the actual burgers themselves, uh, yeah, I just want to get someone to take on that because I, I think that's a pretty genius move by this team and they just keep hitting it out of the park, in my opinion. I think Node is a fan of the Goblin Town ecosystem, right, Node? Yeah, what's up, Killer P, out there in, out there in New York City? Um, yeah, I am a fan of the Goblins. Uh, I actually, yeah, I put a tweet out yesterday uh, that I think they're the most interesting project out there right now. And they're, they're basically the only successful uh, PFP project that has emerged from the bear market. So I love, I love exactly like everything they're doing is just so refreshing, right? So it's just, it's unique. I think I said, you know, it's like beautiful art, yet the, yet they're ugly, ugly AF goblins. Like uh, there's no discord yet. Their community is super strong. Like, uh, you know, that tweet got so much love and I, I, you know, I did not expect to see so many goblins coming out of the woodworks uh, and, 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 you know, they've just, they're doing the way that they do their storytelling. Everything's different. It's all just, you know, a lot of images and stuff like that. So, um, I'm, I am, I'm, uh, I'm cautiously, uh, bullish optimistic on the goblins for sure. At Blockbuster is the, how the, with, with this claim, uh, remind me. So if we, I, so I have one goblin and one burger, do we, do we burn the burger or do we still get to keep the burger after all of it's done? You're going to burn it. This is, yeah. this is like mutant, mutant, uh, apes, the exact, I feel like it's the exact same thing. It, it is and it isn't, Nick. I, I agree mo mostly, but yeah, you definitely burn the burger. Um, it, this is going to happen not this Friday, so that's been confirmed, I think, last night, uh, that it's going to run from Friday. The reason it's slightly different is because there is an end window to um, set in the trap, so I think it's like a two-week mm. run or maybe even three-week run of burning those burgers, and then, yeah, you can do either one, you can do two or three um, and we just don't know what that will get you yet. The general consensus is grumples. Do you get like rarer ones? Those little dudes that scratch their ass, they look a little bit like beans um, from the Izuki. Um, I love them. I think they're really like a cool sort of secondary side of things. Well, but... What would you do with the burger after uh, if you don't burn it? You know, um, I feel like you got always got to burn the burger. Um, so they have said that there will be some utility going forward once the traps have been set. But that's all they've mentioned. And it was like a really, like, you know, it was just in the fine print sort of thing that there will still be some ability to use those burgers. Maybe a really good trade once that sort of time frame ends and you see those burgers maybe drop a little bit, then, yeah, you might want to pick up a few of those. Um, so they're currently trading at like half of the price of a goblin and again the, you know that's that's almost genius from from that team like you normally see those things trade at about a fifth of the first collection uh, these things are, tr are basically trading 50 percent. so again it's just really really cool little mechanic that they've built out here what what i'll say i gotta about say uh, our oh, well i was just gonna say our discord is going crazy about the way that you say bagger <laughs> <laughs> It's been kind of an inside joke. <laughs> oh, I, I love our Discord. I, you know, I, I'm a multi-portal holder. I've been dollar cost averaging through the whole bear market. Um, so I, I just love these guys. So yeah, I know Signal did a, also a Liverpool accent the other week. And yeah, I, that's where I'm from. So when you hear Berger, that's sort of a Norman. Um, yeah, <laughs> good to meet you, Blockchain. Really glad you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So good, I, so. I could listen to Signal do various accents all day. Obviously, go Nick too. The, between the two of them, it's uh, it's electric. Uh, what I was going to say about Goblin Town is like at least with Goblin Town in the you know that you're not going to have the PXN situation where the, like just it's not a rug. Like we know it's not a rug. We know like AJT and the squad from Illuminati. They're 
their lives, they have multiple Web3 businesses. The, their business is Web3, period. It's not some like 27-year-old from a random country that never made six figures before and now made two and a half million bucks off of a primary sale and because they, they made an NFT project and they feel like geniuses and they're like, holy shit, like th this is my money. I'm, I'm running away with it. Like this is an actual business that's not going to go anywhere. It's just hard to tell what's going to happen with the price action on anything in NFTs right now. Um, and, the, you know, there's isolated pumps and, and you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, Node was saying that he thinks, no, do you still own your Goblin? I do. Yeah. I'm underwater mm. on it, but I still, I'm still holding it. I, I think it's uh, I think it's a fun project. I think we got some good stuff in store for us. So. We'll have to see what comes of it. Look, I'm going to throw to Jonah. Okay, so Jonah's the, the resident gaming expert. Jonah, reminder, so we're not doing a two-and-a-half-hour PhD-level I'm not even panel. talking gaming today. I'm vibing. Okay, okay, well, everything you do is Reminder, thorough. yo, yo, just, a, just another reminder, Jonah. You know, every time you come around here, I hear you yapping that mouth, and sometimes <laughs> those words get a bit verbose. So what all that we're saying, you know, we're just saying... Is you're gonna you're gonna have to watch that mouth, okay? You're gonna have to watch that mouth. All right. So now Jonah, Nick, I got a, I got a bottle of wine in Italy. I'm vibing. Don't worry about it. No verbos here. Oh, for real? Like you're yeah. in Italy drinking? Oh, let's fucking yeah. Go. I'm vibing. Let's go. Yo, you in, bro? Uh, well, right now I'm in Rome, uh, but you know all the investors are hiding in the Amalfi Coast. You can probably find a whatever his name, Zushu, or whatever. Every, everyone's in San yeah, Tropez at the moment. I'm gonna be honest. That's where all the yeah, cool that's right. people yeah, are the at. That's right. there. Yeah. Right, no, well, I, gotta, there. I don't know what what neighborhood in Rome you're staying in, but you got to hit up Trastevere. <laughs> the nice course. part. Yeah, that's that is the nice part. Anyway, um, Joe. Hey, let's hit. Let, hey, Pio. Pio, are we gonna discuss? Are we gonna discuss Italy for 30 minutes? <laughs> are we gonna discuss Italy for 30 minutes? Next time you come on the show, I don't want to hear you talking about Italy for 30 minutes. You're gonna bring up some ravioli and pizza, and I'm just saying you're not gonna want to do that, okay? So next time, let's just make sure. Let's just keep you in check and make sure you don't do that. Yo, right. yo, can can I real quick? Uh, you just reminded me of something. Uh, there was, you know, how they did the projects. Like there was like the Saudis, and then these other like you know, uh, qu like quasi racist, probably racist projects that came out like a week ago. One hit me up the other day called the Italians, and they literally go to me like, "Hey, Pio, like we're the Italians. Do you want a whitelist spot?" And I click on their profile, and it literally the headline is like, 10,000 Italians are here to eat." pasta and i was like yo what the <laughs> fuck even is this man i almost spit out my wine just now holy shit <laughs> it literally that was the headline that was the the tagline yo, of the project we're here to eat your pasta <laughs> Ten thousand italians are here to eat pasta okay um okay so my actual question was uh just thinking about if this is for just general markets totally not just nfts usually all the big movers are are on vacation from late july to Mid-August, do you think that's playing into any of the volume here on NFTs, or do we think it's just down regardless? You're saying that we're not movers and shakers? 
Yo, well, Jonah, mean, Jonah, you come on the show. First, you run that mouth about the games. Then you come in and say that we're not movers and shakers. I just don't know how to feel about you at this point in time. It's just absolutely shots fired. Jonah, did you just have one too many uh, you know, glasses of wine and a spicy pasta dish? And you said, I'm going to request to speak on this show and basically let these guys know that they ain't shit. They're nobody in the market. <laughs> They're nobodies. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, the, the people who are who are kind of just sitting in the audience, you know, like clicking buttons, they're not they're on vacation. And I've, I've been in these punk chats yep. and these ape chats and they're all like in Europe or they're on vacation. Do you think that's playing a role into sort of some, some of the sentiment here or is it just really a big day? Hey, I got a question. Which yacht have you been hanging out on and have you asked them uh, what NFTs they're buying and when they're reentering the market? I'm going to be honest. You're probably right. Uh, we discussed it yesterday. You may have missed the YouTube yesterday, which was also streamed to Twitter and is also recorded for the podcast where I was discussing we need a whale to come into town and smash down murdering uh, children and families while simultaneously splashing that blood onto all of the collectors, <laughs> but, but for their benefit. And what's going to happen is, is, uh, is that blood washes down your face. What you're going to realize is that whale, you're going to at least thank the whale for coming in despite the fact that maybe some of your extended family is now slaughtered by that whale. Uh, it's a little Yo, bit give of us, a crazy give us story. That whale, give us that whale sound, Nick. I don't even remember. It was, it was ridiculous. I don't have a whale sound. It's like, what? <laughs> that was it. That's the whale sound. I'm going to be honest. You need a special thing to hear. Don't whales go like... like yeah, yeah, I think those are That's a dolphin. Oh. Does a whale not communicate the same way? No, it, the it whale. does like a long ooh, like it's like, like ooh. That. Ooh. yeah. That okay, so it sounds okay. Ooh, all right, well, first of all, my my man my Jonah. Whale. <laughs> okay, wow, well, we're really uh, taking the show to the next level right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my man Jonah's over here in Italy drinking too much grappa, which is the uh, the post dinner drink. If you know what's up. Um, so Jonah, don't, don't bring that, uh, you know, that fiery energy over here telling us we ain't moving markets, man. We're movers and shakers over here. Um, but anyway, we got node raising his hand node. What's on your mind? I did want to answer Jonah's question, you know, for those of us that are, uh, not on vacation, right. Uh, almost a year ago to the day, I, I think it was actually like right around August 1st, uh, was when we had like the biggest pump of all time in nfts so i don't know i, I it's, it's hard to say like you know is everybody on vacation i mean last year we were not on vacation man that it went crazy i think august 1st was a 3ac sweep so they're just going to answer that question and then the other thing to talk about which is another bit of kind of more bearish news is if uh, i was looking at a tweet from pentoshi uh who i highly recommend to follow he has been pretty spot on uh, i would say i wish i had listened to him this cycle but he he kind of he outlines like the the total uh, stablecoin supply. It's been kind of going down, uh, and so if if stablecoin if total stablecoin kind of circulation is going down while prices are down, that's that's bad. You know that means people are kind of just cashing out and putting it in cash and doing some other stuff with it. So I'm that's another uh, piece of uh, doom and gloom info for you. I I mean that was inevitable though. Like we sold a bunch of our. Um... And we, and we, as we know, uh, despite what Jonas says, we do move the market when we sell our stable coins, all 500 of them. And what we were doing was uh, selling that after 
uh, the Celsius situation. So it's not exactly shocking uh, that that's occurring. I would imagine people are at least reducing um, their stablecoin exposure to uh, a significant degree just to see how this all shakes out. Um, as, there's, uh, as Spencer was saying earlier, there's uncertainty. And no market likes uncertainty. No market likes to deal with crypto, stocks, uh, as well as any other market, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that that's, uh, uh, it, it's not exactly shocking. My question is for you, Node, have you sold all your stablecoin? No, man. I just hold it all in USDC. It's, it's been there. The only thing I sell stablecoin for is ETH, my friend. Okay. Okay. Look at Node putting his foot down, laying it down. Uh, two things on what you said, though, Node. Uh, so you brought up last summer. Last summer, global travel wasn't having the bull run that it's having right now because there was still leftover COVID stuff, if you guys remember. And I know that you can kind of poo-poo that, but when you think about it at a global level, right now, everybody is telling me that travel sucks right now. It, that that's what they're saying. It sounds like Jonah is is doing it. He's uh. Oh no! Let me just tell you, there's there's no air conditioning here. This I actually did come for work, but I'm enjoying the wine regardless. Of, of course you are. Um, it goes without saying. But people have been saying that uh, you know, global travel is fucked right now. It cost me almost a thousand bucks to rent a car for one day uh, this month. It's just completely out of control. What? Uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous, dude. It was the fourth of or it was for a few days, but anyway, regardless, I put it on the company card. No, I'm just no, I didn't. I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, uh, the other thing is that classic. <laughs> the uh, the three arrows capital sweep of last year also is like or or any of their sweeps. Those are notable events for NFTs because when you think about it, like people, the market identified that as like smart money coming in and being insanely bullish on NFTs. We, they didn't know that it was actually just irresponsible gambling um, without any risk management at all. But at that time, that fund going to a billion dollars from basically nothing in less than a decade, they're the, they're the big shots. They're the smart money, right? And so that plays into everything. And we're in such a different place right now holy shit it's totally different and you see by you know the number of people that are are no longer in the market um so ladies and gentlemen thanks for uh for sticking with us here doing a quick re room reset this is the nft morning show we do the show monday through friday 9 a.m to 10 30 a.m eastern time monday through friday every damn week okay we're sponsored by ftx sign up at the nifty.com slash ftx or with the code the nifty on your ftx mobile app ftx is rolling out fractional share stock investing without payment for order flow so you can get your stocks on if you're worried about the crypto markets and you want to stay away from all that volatility even though we know you don't so when 3ac is crumbling uh your, your boy sbf and ftx what they're doing is they're not stumbling they're just kicking ass buying shit up left and right swinging billions around like they were pennies man throwing the pennies in the air letting it rain that's what ftx is doing I want to be on that platform. You should too. Built for traders by traders. Check out the links to our podcast and all that at the top. The link to our NFT, you already know. So we're going to keep it moving. We brought Sam Pot on stage as a representative from the Nifty Discord, uh, but he's disappeared. So it looks like he's getting rugged. Sam Pot, if you want to come back, would love to have you. Uh, we're letting Mr. Long NFT on stage, a former Nifty Portal whale. I don't believe that he's a whale anymore. He's repping a Gucci cryptode. Mr. Long, what's on your mind? Howdy. 
no characters thanks, today, thanks Mr. Long. Thanks for joining. Howdy there, Pio. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. If I could quickly remind y'all, last time I was here was your best episode ever. Easy coin the term scissors to your member, and that's lived on. The guy before me was pumping crypto butt dicks. Y'all faded him, and then y'all ended up buying him a week later, including the actual sophisticated art speculator node. I talked to Illuminati. That went up 2.5x. King Kicks faded me even though we're still going to be best friends in real life. And we've joked about it, but I'm starting the long overdue index for inverse nifty alpha. We're called two revolvers capital, not to get confused with three arrows. So start sending Ethereum's to Mr. Long. We'll worry about them details later. All jokes aside, but seriously, send me some Ethereum's. I want to even out the fun of the last show and talk about a downer. Well, when I met you in person, I didn't think that you'd be doing characters on the show. I feel like there's a, a disconnect between, like, shaking your hand in person and getting to the characters. When you meet Nick, you do expect characters. Um, but anyway, you're, you're praising your previous calls. What's your call today? Is it Ledger? Is it Mooncats? Is it Slots? What's the call today? Well, Powell, I, I think you're real confused about who I am. But anyways, for context... I bought one of them board eight dogs that had been reported suspicious. I know I can hear the gasps in the audience, but I bought it from a wallet that seemed legit. It's a somewhat rare, beautiful dog. Matt James, you'll love it. it has a rose in its mouth. So slide into my DMs and I'll sell it to you for break even. My DMs, not not my wife's DMs, but morality aside, because this is the Wild West and y'all need to protect y'all selves against these outlaws. But I'm looking at other deeds. I'm looking at the gutter gang, things I don't want to flip. So marketplaces refusing to list it isn't as important. I want to say gang gang for life. But the best deals are are all reported as suspicious. So Nick's going to say just don't buy them, dummy. But y'all have another guy on here who sounds a little more elderly and has a lawsuit on this topic. So maybe it's a question for him. I want to buy, but I don't want the sheriff kicking down my door and confiscating my dog pictures. I think other poor DJ listeners may have this same question. So if we're wanting a hodl, do we just let these suspicious reports shrink supply or are they okay to buy? I feel like you wrote these jokes. Yeah, I mean, this was like a fully written out <laughs> document. And then I'm like, what we should have done is like kick him off halfway through the thing. And it's like, he's like, man, I like wrote, I wrote this thing. Well, like, well, well, we, guilty as charged. We would have missed the joke where he referenced uh, Matt James, the former Bachelor, uh, you know, friend of the show for sure, and specifically saying that he wants Matt James to s slip into his DMs, but not into his wife's. That was pretty funny. That was pretty good, Mr. Law. Oh, okay. That wasn't the exact wording. I think you actually butchered that uh, joke and made it a little more sexual. That, that, was, uh, that was interesting. But that I, was literally the joke, <laughs> which it was a good joke. I was giving him credit because I was like, is this guy about to do this character again? And he did. And so now I know anytime Mr. Long comes on stage, he's doing the character apparently with the no, written no. material. Oh, I'm not going to harp on this joke, but it was worded <laughs> differently. But all right. All right. We got Wappy on stage, the actual Texas oil baron. Um, Wappy, anytime you come on stage, you know I want to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to say, Wappy, you're no stranger to doom and gloom. Did you come on stage to talk doom and gloom, or were you trying to talk something else? No, I actually heard Jonah get on stage just vibing, and I wanted to get on stage and just vibe too. So I requested <laughs> to get up here. I, I don't Yo, know what that, it going, what, that, what does that mean, Wappy? What does that mean? Jonah's drinking wine. I'm laying in bed. It's like we're living the same life. 
Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So Wappy's here to just vibe, ladies and gentlemen. That's not typically how we operate. Do you on the have show. an active trade? Like, are you short, long, neither? I mean, I was short last night, but then I decided let's go to bed without leverage. So I turned the leverage <laughs> off and went to bed, and I kind of regret doing it because it would have gone down further. In the past month, what like what is your net? on ledger I'm, trades. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss, so let's not glorify <laughs> me here. Um, if you count the stimmy I might get in like seven days from trading rewards, we're only down like $2,000 after that. So That's not well, bad. Well, there we go. I think Free I'm down more than Pre-stimmy is a little higher, sure. so the stimmy is going to be quite large. Okay, hold, hold, hold on real quick here, Wappy, since I'm, I'm very familiar with your, with your trades here. Uh, just to let the people know what you're doing is is you're trading on 30, 30 second candles. Is is that correct? <laughs> it's between a minute and fifteen minute. <laughs> uh, the, there there's a whole series of videos on TikTok, which is basically like quote trading porn, which is basically people <laughs> playing the like one minute candles, thirty second candles five second candles and it's it's basically them just showing up and gambling and then them that you watching uh their account go up thirty thousand dollars in 30 seconds and you're like oh my god how do they do it uh and you didn't see the trade right before that where they lost thirty thousand dollars doing the exact same or thing. i like the people on twitter who are like you know they're like the buy bitcoin people and then they post a picture of their chart and it's like 150 indicators on their screen and somebody pops in and is just like yeah but i think you might do better if you remove some of those indicators and no shit i saw this woman the other day she's like uh i'm a third generation trader i know what i'm doing you don't know what you're doing and it's just like okay i guess that's the justification for putting 150 indicators on your screen you want to put all the signals on there and make sure and then uh, that makes it um work i actually have found Removing all of them is the uh, outside of a line is is the best thing that I've done. Drawing lines is my favorite. I look at these Bollinger bands sometimes uh, because uh, Easy and Captain Kicks got me on the Bollinger bands. They they are, I'll be honest, they're not they're not bad uh, in the sense that they are a helpful indicator. But broadly speaking, uh, it's not good for helping you determine when to enter a trade um, necessarily. I disagree. A little I don't bit. know. I, I, I just I don't use the Bollinger Band the way it's like defaulted to. I put a long term period on it, so I'll put like a mm. hundred to two hundred period moving average on it, and then your cone of standard deviation starts to show you like what the distribution is on like ninety eight percent of like what the or um results would be. So like when you get outside of that rate trading range, if the higher level trend doesn't tell you it's going to continue that's potentially an entry point to short or we, long we should do a live call in the uh in the nifty portal where we just uh go through trading view and set up different charts and uh just go through the different um tools that we like using there because i think that would be uh, helpful for everybody and i know the uh coin traders channel on our discord is uh really active um and everyone has uh, some different uh approaches um but i think that would be something that would be useful to see especially uh I'd be curious to see yours. I'd be curious to see Easy. Uh, both of you are full degen uh, on this short. Ever since I went below one hour, it ruined my life. Like it basically has, I, all I've done is make bad trades ever since. 
Um, so I'm not doing that anymore. I got to move back to the day. Uh, but yeah, it would be useful to have that. So I, I think we should do something in the Discord. I think it's a fantastic idea. Good luck getting Wappy to do that. The only thing you can get Wappy to do is a week-long bender in Vegas or a ski trip for like 8K. Uh, but no, well, maybe maybe you go see what you you missed out. We'll on have a PO. retreat. We'll have you, a- yeah, you have to join him on that trip, and then that's how you get him to do one of those uh, one of those sessions. That that was the missing gap there. <laughs> so we got Sam Pot on stage finally. He's getting rugged over and over and over again. Sam Pot is a member of the Nifty portal community and he's representing the discord right now to join the show and discuss what the discord has been after over the past 24 hours this is a segment that we'd like to roll out it's a difficult segment to roll out because you have to be a complete degenerate in order to do it properly so we're really excited to have sam here uh to represent that persona sam what's going on how we do po am i echoing bad mate or can you hear me okay you sound better than 90% of the people that come on the show, buddy. Fantastic, mate. And I saw, I didn't realize it, all the Brits. I didn't realize we were doing, doing Scouse accents today, mate. I didn't realize, like, fucking, you know, getting involved with Signal. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it, mate. But I won't do the whole show in this accent, mate. Don't worry. I will um, <laughs> I'll just dive in, get it out there. We've only got a few minutes left, I can see. So, obviously, we've talked Ledger. That was a big one. We're all pumping it hard. As you said, it's got premium vibes. Only in regards to price, God knows what the project actually does, but I do like the look of the uh, the black ledgers, so I do want one of those anyway. Um, so that was a good one. Um, obviously, you touch Mooncats, that's at a massive retracement back down now. Uh, so I think we're back down to like 0.8 after they released the additional 4,400. Um, but obviously then we also, um, sloths, mate, we are like a cult for sloths in the Discord at the moment. Now, I don't know if it's been touched on yet. Obviously, you know, free mint. It went all the way up to 0.28, back down to 0.12, post-reveal at 0.1. But they've actually contracted a disease. So I don't know if, if anybody's noticed this yet. But they've the, contracted the sloths have sloth contracted pox. a disease. Yeah, mate, yeah. So all the metadata has changed on the sloths, and they've all got um, sloth pox now. Uh, so on the on the Twitter account, they're creating a bit of law that they've, they've got to make a potion or some sort of cure to, um, to save the sloths. And they're basically playing off the whole covid um monkeypox kind of narrative so they're trying to create a bit of law and do something a bit different so that's that's quite intriguing so we'll see where that goes um but obviously as you can probably tell from most of the pfps knocking about in the discord at the moment we like in the sloths um another one mate that we've just noticed this morning which i know we fudded a bit this week but the rags to riches so that was like a 0.5 mint uh we fudded this is the alec alec monopoly correct yeah, that's the one, mate. You got it. So obviously they kicked it off with a 0.5 mint, just reaching for the stars. Seemed like an epic fail. I think they reduced supply, but last night they ran up to 1.5 ETH. What did I say? Show, as the show started, I think they were they were down to about 1.2 with people taking off as left, right, and center last time I checked at about 0.8. But but still, I mean, if you went off the usual thesis that if Nifty fud it, it's probably going to do well. You probably did quite well on that trade over the last 24 hours, but um, that was a good one. Um, another couple of few things from the Discord. Uh, we've had one of the lovely mods, Laguna. I don't know if I want to put her on wax with this, but as has as included all of the open public pre-mint lists. So that's now in our allow list tab within the Discord. So any of the pre-mint 
um, raffles that are available to anybody who doesn't own a premint are now in the nifty discord in the allow list tab so anyone can go and join i think there's about 20 or 25 of them there so that's another good little thing that came out of the discord and one last thing because as we are an alpha show i thought i'd better come prepared with some sort of alpha as hard as it is to find in this current market mate um so we're fortunate again got a wicked discord and we've actually got one of the main moderators from the seekers um project in our Discord, who within our Fluff and Friends dedicated channel in the Discord has been dropping a little bit of alpha the last few days. So Seekers are part of the Fluff World ecosystem. They were a 50K collection, but they've been creating this whole lore about Goblin Town. So they were like one of the first projects to say they were going to release a collection under the name of Goblin Town. And this was back in January, before Goblin Town obviously was even thought up by the, uh, the Illuminati boys. And they've been using, you know, the crazy, like, write-in to, to communicate via that dis via that Twitter account. They've only got about 9,000 people on there at the moment, but they've been dropping subtle hints for, like, the last six months. Um, so I kind of feel like Illuminati may have stolen that from someone. But um, they are basically going, you're going to be sacrificing Seekers to give the goblins parts to make a portal. So long story short, the Seekers are going to have kind of a burn sacrifice mechanic coming up very soon we're thinking like this week um so you'd be sacrificing them to give goblins parts to possibly get on the allow list to mint their goblin town um so i just thought that was a bit of bit of alpha if anybody wants to have a look into it fluff world is a cult if you look at like the fluff main assets the floor prices haven't really fluctuated over the last three months with everything that's going on in the space um but yeah just something for people to look into hopefully might be a bit of an opportunity this week, mate. But all in all, that's my summary from the last 24 hours. I hope it helped. Yeah, and uh, that was the the last thing, the Seekers, the fluff thing, is there's 48,000 of them, and there's a 0.08 floor price, and the volume is not very robust. So I would raise an eyebrow as to, like, I don't know, like, for that to even go to 0.16 ETH floor would be a major, major move because of that volume, right? So, like, we've got an uptick in volume in the past 24 hours, maybe because this guy is, is telling everybody to buy them. So there's 32 of them, but before before that, there were 21 sales the day before, 18 sales the day before, 20 the day before that, 26. And it might sound like a lot because if you go look at like a one ETH floor project that has 20 sales a day, that's a lot of volume. But this is a 0.08 floor project that has 48,000 uh, total supply and only 6,300 owners. So I raise a big eyebrow on that, but maybe I'm just completely wrong and I'm going to get proved wrong and this thing is going to pump what? really, really hard. But yeah, go ahead, Nick. What's the name of the Alec Monopoly one? It's called Rags to Riches. Rags to Riches. So the Discord seemed to think that um, the team had swept their own floor. Yeah, that there's a bunch of sketchy shit going on with that. They also had a drainer link right when the moot went live. What, was, sorry, uh, what, what does that mean? Like there was a hacked link right when the mint initially started yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. But yeah, there was a, uh, a link that was like a wallet drainer initially from a, a scam link that got tied to it somehow. Uh, interesting. Well, yeah, there's someone who's sweeping. I mean, regardless, I mean, I see Alec Monopoly's stuff all over, uh, artsy. Everyone discusses, uh, him being a scammer. I, I don't know what, like where that comes from. Um, maybe someone else can articulate, uh, the, the source of that. I always thought the, uh, the art was interesting. That said, I mean, he's using other IP by and large, um, which is what he like adapts for his own, 
uh, for his own stuff oftentimes. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where all of that comes from. But I mean, yeah, if they're sweeping their own floor, it's not, not an ideal thing. It's him, some other guy named Avery that's doxxed, and then four fake people on the website, like an Anon team or whatever, like just fake people. And then uh, they made $2.4 million on that primary sale, so not too shabby. So in other words, Alec made you know, $1.6 million. This guy Avery got eight hundred k, And then you know the other fake people probably are going to get some of the secondary. I think if you buy this at 0.86 ETH on the secondary Sorry. right now, you're out of your mind. How do Radnick? fake how do fake people get money? Well, someone had to make the uh, smart contract, and may maybe that guy Avery did all that. That might have been the case that Avery just did all that. But uh, but yeah, so I would not go near this with a ten foot pole. Uh, shout out to people that minted it and then sold it for a profit. Uh, it's unfortunate for the people that bought you know, that, that bought those bags on the secondary though, for sure. Um, yeah, there were a lot of question marks with this one. So we got OX Fetty on stage. I see a crash test joyride banner. Let's go. Um, it says that you were a consultant a blo uh, for blockchain and digital assets. Uh, and you, it sounds like you're a Cisco and Microsoft infrastructure engineer or something like that. And you got a, a DGen tune as your uh, profile picture. What is on your mind? What up, P.O.? Uh, Long-term, long-time fan of the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been, I, I think since, probably since November when Wappy first talked about Wolf Pouch. Wappy? Wolf. Yeah, when Wappy was talking about Wolf Pouches dripping, I just lost my mind. And I, that's when I really got into the NFT space. So, you know, big fan of what you guys have been working on. But, yeah, I really wanted to add some information regarding, you know, Rags to Richie. Um, I've been following Alec for years on Instagram, so I was initially pretty excited about the drop. Um, I thought it would get a lot more, you know, attention and it would sell out. Um, but, you know, obviously they had some issues with the actual mint. Um, the web servers seem to be overloaded. Um, they went through some developer team called Hypermint. Um, I'd never heard of them before, but um, there was a lot of pain you know, from the mint and then FUD surrounding the mint price. You know, my thesis was this is a traditional artist. He's pretty well known, you know, throughout the world. Um, he has galleries where his art's, you know, in New York City. I saw one when I was there. So, like, I was, I was kind of, you know, kind of seeing a bridge between, you know, traditional art. He's releasing an NFT collection. Maybe the connections that he has in the art world, um, he can start to tap into those over time. Um, so that was my initial thesis behind it. I actually sold two of them because I'm in it four um, just because the FUD was like pretty intense. And I was actually messaging his manager and saying, hey, like, you know, can you guys get out there and put a presser out, you know, regarding, you know, the FUD surrounding it. So he did that internally in the discord. But um, I think they're starting to realize that, you know, you got to over communicate in the NFT space, you know, to actually give people some uh, some faith in you know, whatever they're purchasing, especially during a bear market. Yeah, I mean, so f first of all, congratulations on the mint and making money as an individual. If I were you, I would have sold all four. I just want to make sure everyone like understands something. No, it doesn't matter anymore. The, the primary sale is done. So that was the, the whole thing was the primary sale. They made $2.4 million. That's it. 
It's done. There's no more rags to riches by Alec Monopoly project. It's done. It, the, the people from the traditional art world are not going to come in and be like, oh, rags to riches, that's the thing. Maybe there's one more pump in the history of rags to riches ever, but that's it. It's done. They made 2.4 million bucks. That's it. They're going to pocket that money. It's done. Um, I think when you think about NFTs from a, a higher level, like if you zoom out, over time, you're going to see the traditional art world get into NFTs. It's going to take a long time, right? You're seeing work get done by guys like Noah, guys, you know, Noah, who now he formerly worked by at Christie's. Now he works at CryptoPunks. Keith Grossman from Time doing these events at Christie's. Matt Medved and the squad from NFT Now deeply integrating themselves with these galleries and these traditional art people. Those are the people that are moving the needle. This guy, Alec Monopoly, just made himself $2.4 million and however much he wants to break that guy Avery off with. That, that's it. That, there's no onboarding of new people into the space through him unless they just come in and get wrecked. The traditional art world's not coming in. So I just I want to make sure people understand the distinction between like the work that those guys that I just mentioned are doing versus like something well, like this. this. This is about a guy making 2.4 million bucks. Yeah, but he always is making money. I don't understand. Well, here's another 2.4M. <clears throat> But, but why, 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 why is this so offensive though? Like when, so when Damien Hurst comes in and does it, why, why is that like a much better thing? Because you, you prefer him because think you think Damien, he's a better person. I think the way Damien Hurst approached it, he went on CNBC and talked about crypto. You know, he talked about Bitcoin, Ethereum, board apes, art blocks, everything to the public, right? He's championing the uh, web three space. I have much more faith in somebody like that actually being able to convert people from the traditional art world to come into NFTs. I mean, I, it, I think it, that it, it signals, it's Damien Hurst signals to the traditional art world that NFTs are legit. I mean, if an, any artist can come in and generate that much money, I'm all, I'm all for it. If it's done in a way which is nefarious, then I think it's not good. If they're being manipulative, like, and they're coming out and like creating fake volume. That's not a good thing. But other than that, th this person is, um, Alec Monopoly is like uh, prolific in terms of the art that he creates. Whether or not you're a fan of it, uh, he, he's been around uh, the modern art space, but, well, I, I should say the street art space for a long period of time. It, the fact, if he happens to be a polarizing individual, well, congrats. Damien Hurst is. He sold a shark for millions of dollars. Like that. That's like the 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 thing. So like in the traditional art world, though. Yeah, but you don't. You you got to understand. Like people, the reason he's successful is because people are offended by it, including from the standpoint of Damien Hurst. You, you like people who see him selling a piece of art for millions and millions of dollars, a shark, a literal dead shark that's just uh, sitting in a tank and, and selling it for millions of dollars and calling it art. There were people that were offended by that specific thing. Now it creates a narrative. It's interesting. There's millionaires that get to play in that game. But the reality is, is there's a lot of people that say, why the fuck are people spending that much money on something like that? So God forbid another artist comes in and tries to sell stuff. I just think it's a little ridiculous to be like, to just uh, attack him. Now, I'm not like, I don't own any Alec Monopoly stuff. I don't have any like skin in the game with him in particular, but I do actually think some of his stuff looks dope, love it or hate it. I've seen some of his YouTube stuff. 
and I enjoyed seeing the things that he created. Now, does he use Monopoly uh, like IP and other brand IP as part of his art? Yeah, and that's like uh, controversial in its own right, but I still don't see there being anything wrong with that aspect. Now, you can debate the way that like he may drop an NFT, but I just don't know like why, why it's the worst thing that's ever occurred. So I, I don't care about what he's doing in the traditional art world at all. I do not care. He can do whatever he wants, and then the traditional art world can deal with it. When he comes into this world, that's when there's certain ways to go about doing shit. Uh, another project comes to mind immediately. It's called Ugly People by uh, Jorge Torrealba. And this is a guy that has some kind of reputation in the traditional art world, not as big as Alec Monopoly, not as big as Damien Hirst, quite frankly, barely scratching the surface, has a really cool original art style. Did something similar. I don't know if he actually minted at a high price, but he wanted to mint at a really, really high price. And then uh, I think actually officially rugged. I think he officially rugged. It was like, I'm no longer involved with the project. Whatever the mint was, I'm 99% sure it was more than 0.1 ETH. It was like a relatively expensive mint during the bull market for a 10,000 piece collection, right? Which I believe is what Alec Monopoly wanted, but the market didn't uh, reward that desire. And also people are speculating that they minted their own NFT with bots, which if you know the NFT space and you know how this whole thing works is very, very possible. It's ultra possible. Um, Tori Alba's thing's at 0.006 Ethereum floor. So it's an $8 floor on the project. Uh, that's the same direction that this Alec Monopoly project is going to go in. Maybe not that extreme. That's really, really extreme. That's eight bucks. What's Pixelmon's floor right now? And I know it's not the same thing, but I'm just curious to see. So Pixelmon's floor is 0.16, which in we're, US we're dollar comparing terms, Pixelmon to Alec I'm Monopoly? I'm not comparing it, but I, I, so I'm using it as a reference for price. So 0 0.155, 215 bucks. I bet Alec Monopoly's floor 90 days from now, I'll, I'll set a timer and put a calendar notification. 90 days from now, I bet Alec Monopoly's full, uh, floor is 215 bucks. That, that's my bet. I think you may be right. I have no idea. I don't own any of them. I have no idea. But I, I just don't think that there's anything wrong um, with someone who, with a street artist entering the space and call it a cash grab if you want even. Uh, but I think you could call a lot of the art that's produced a cash grab and, and but now they enter the NFT space and suddenly it's um I, I think it's a it's a valid perspective to have that but I think that goes along with a lot of the other things that he produces and people think it looks cool I don't like these PFPs at all frankly I think they look like they look cheap um but th that's his thing so yeah the thing is it it doesn't matter what we think it's done you know whether they use bots which my money is that they absolutely did like a thousand percent of course they did um whether they use bots or not uh it's done the 2.4 million dollar primary sale if they use bots it was much less maybe it was a million dollar payday i get that these guys make money in the traditional art world but they still want another million dollars and that's what they view the nft space as is an opportunity to extract another million dollars from the market it's done there's not even going to be liquidity on this thing in like three weeks like we're talking about one sale a day within realistically like 21 to 28 days from now, you're looking at no liquidity on the project at all. And real quick, I see people in the Discord being really harsh on some of the people that I mentioned about, uh, you know, 
driving the NFT space and the traditional art world together. I want to say, do you know how hard doing something like that is? You're basically like an innovator, like a pioneer. You're going to an old, old industry and you're presenting a new way of doing things, new perspectives and technological innovation to them. And basically saying, you need to accept this and adopt it. And they're like, we don't want to do that at all. We're trying to go the same way that we always have. Um, so yeah, you can be harsh on those folks, but at the end of the day, if they don't do it, no one's going to. And this kind of whole game is being created by a very few, like a, a very select few individuals right now. And trust me, Alec Monopoly is not one of them. You know. Yeah, we actually went. Uh, I just realized we went over on this. Uh... Uh, on this, but yeah, I, clearly you're passionate about this matter. I, I think it's um, like, yeah, it's it, it's. I, I'm I'm not as uh, violently opposed to it, uh, but I, I'm not. I just know what it is. That's I just know what is going on. That's the thing. Is like it was about making 2.4 million dollars or however much it was minus what the bots did, and that's it. There's not going to be more. It's just going to be a line down towards two hundred dollar yeah. floor, right. and then total lack of liquidity. That's just what this is. He's my mentor, okay. And so <laughs> I just want you to everybody to know that Alec Monopoly, uh, you know, just a big mentor of mine. So really appreciate him, and uh, we're going to be using him as inspiration moving forward. <laughs> do you want to do your quick shout out? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We got, uh, we got a little passionate there at the end about a little something. That happens on the show sometimes. That's what happens when you're keeping it real. Uh, we do the show Monday <laughs> through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. I ain't going to stop keeping it real, amigo. Get in my DMs, yell at me. I don't give a fuck. And, you know, I'm playing some real-ass music that I haven't played before that's a little bit different, some U.K. rap for all of our U.K. peeps right here. Uh, the jury's out on this guy. I'm still working on this, hit, this artist, but I like this song, so let's keep it going. <laughs> 